so I'd like to tell you guys a bit of a story. Just last night this happened. So I'm doing my research for today's um, today's content and today's work. And I'm about to go to sleep, right? And then I just so happened to see that a gentleman, a podcaster by the name of Lex Friedman, some of you may know him, um, actually posted a brand new interview or conversation with Eric Weinstein. Now, Eric Weinstein is the same gentleman, by the way, who is the, I guess we could say, founder of the DISC theory, the Distributive Idea Suppression Complex, where I talk about this very recently, for those of you who have seen previous episodes, where literally there is a loose conglomerate or you know coalition of, of or committees of people that essentially say in the academic community in stem in science technology engineering and mathematics you know that you can't do this and this idea won't work because you know it's being experimented on on the classified level and things like that so publicly they want to just say for now for the time being it's impossible now it's that same gentleman right now he's the same gentleman who's spoken up a lot about jeffrey epstein and all that so look i got a lot of respect for the guy why because he is a physicist he's also i believe a hedge fund a small hedge fund manager what have you but he combines street smarts with textbook theory now why do i say this i say this because the government aren't just liars and cheaters i would dare to argue more than anything else, they are grifters. Now, why do I say grifters? Because you might, you know, you say grifter, you might think con man, what have you. CIA socialized tactics 101 is this. When they grift you in general, what happens is that a grifter does not actually argue or make an argument for the reasoning or the belief at hand. What they're doing is they're arguing the extent to which you believe in that possibility. And what I mean by that is this. For example, I know there have been a few cases, but nothing substantial, but has the government ever come out and really said there's no such thing as aliens or UFOs? Think about it. There might be the odd time when, you know, someone submits a picture of a UFO to NASA. NASA says, you know, we don't see anything there, but that's not really denying it. Has the government ever plainly said, no, no way in hell UFOs don't exist? No. What do they do? They grift. They argue the extent to which you believe in that reason. So this is what they do. What they do instead is they say, come on, do you really believe that? Do you guys see what I'm saying? This is what the government does. That's how they say it. That's how, what they've been saying all along particularly with the recently declassified CIA documents on UFOs. Now, allegedly, that's, you know, everything they have. I say that with air quotes. But what they're doing there is they're throwing it out into the public, a very small amount of them, relative to what they really have, right? And I wouldn't even, I would dare to argue not even a percentage. And they're pretty much saying, decide for yourselves. They're still grifting us. And I bring up Eric Weinstein because he said in the Lex Friedman interview, which I encourage you guys to check out, he said for years he goes i have been told as a physicist as a scientist that within the academic community we should deny the fact that there is alien life he goes every scientist who has you know a, a brain in, in in their skull knows this that in general it was never really told but institutions academic institutions they would imply they would say to the scientist come on you really think like you're going to put do a research paper on that or you really think that's believable and but what i like about eric weinstein is he then said to lex freeman he goes lex he goes now with the pentagon footage and all that he goes, I feel like I've been cheated. I don't know what to believe. Now, th don't quote me. Those aren't his exact words, but he basically said that. He goes, I don't know what to believe now. For years, the scientific community was told, 
uh, not told, they were grifted and implied that UFOs, aliens, ignore the whole thing, it's a mess, right? And if it is something, it's probably just classified military experiments, right? This is why I like the, the Mr. Weinstein so much. He combines textbook theory, guys, with, re, uh, with reality. Now, I, I hope I explain that well. Now, before I do that, before I start, I just want to give a shout-out to a handful of people, as I promised. First off, a shout-out to Polly OneShot. Brother, thank you so much for watching, as well as Jay Marie. Thank you so much. Uh, as well as Lala Beams and her podcast by the same name. I encourage you guys to check her out. And Big Kev. Lost Jay from California, brother. Thank you for watching. As well as Dojo Reporter and a friend of mine as well named Joe. So, guys, thank you so much. I really do appreciate you guys watching. So, I hope I explained the example in the beginning good enough because it really invigorated me with a lot of passion to try to explain. Again, let me just quickly remind. you're As a grifter, you're not actually arguing the belief or the argument at hand. You're arguing the validity to which people believe in it. Okay? Now, let's get started. Night Harvest, the non-sanctioned ETIs selling black market archways for Lucifer. Now, when I say Lucifer, I don't actually mean the literal devil or anything like this, so I just want you guys to, to understand that, but you'll see what I mean very shortly. Now, we have a lot to connect here, so if we look at the front end of Operation Night Harvest, what we're going to see here... Okay, is we're going to see that Operation Night Harvest doesn't officially, it doesn't have like, you know, a Wikipedia page or what have you. Long story short, it was the U.S. military collecting classified military craft and material from Iraq. Now, I want you guys to keep that in mind because, again, that's the most in which we know and fine. Why even come out with a project if, if all of it's classified? We were retrieving classified material in Iraq. Okay, whatever, right? But here's the thing, though, that's very interesting. Keep in mind the episode I think I did three weeks ago, something like that, regarding the Iraqi bodies in the cemetery. Just keep that in mind. Now, the next thing I want to point out here was pointed out to me by a, uh, a good friend of mine and also a big supporter of the show, Spencer Brother. Thank you so much for this. And he mentioned to me, he goes, hey, Dave, he goes, I found an example of how mRNA when implemented with a 3D printer, you know mRNA, the stuff they're using in the COVID vaccine right now? Now, I'm, this is not political. I'm not trying to get political, but he goes, when the mRNA is implemented in a certain way with the 3D printer, and by the way, I found all the stats to back this up. What happens is that when the product comes out in a 3D printed form, you can cut that product into small pieces and you can examine each individual piece and each individual piece will provide you with the blueprint for the entire thing. What does that remind you of? Project Carrot. What else does that remind you of? Project Mother, I believe it was called, where the UFO split into two. That's how it's possible. Now, the next thing I want to take a look at here is I wanted to explain to you guys what certain forbidden ETE, um, sorry, non-sanctioned ETIs are doing here. There are certain instances, and I get into this more into the members-only episode because it gets political and I might get banned for saying it publicly, but the point here is that non-sanctioned ETIs, which stands for extraterrestrial intelligence, now keep in mind how they're always trying to confuse us. They're always changing the names, EBE, ETI, you know, non-friendlies, friendlies, compliance, non-compliant, you know, that kind of stuff. There's certain instances where there's sort of, I guess we could call a black market within the intelligence community of forbidden stargates. And I spoke about this last week, but here's the thing. These ETIs are using Janet Airlines, and I'll get to that in a second, to transfer and transport very particular archways of certain stargates. Now, each archway obviously connects to a circular stargate. We know that maybe some are triangle, what have you, but that's not the point. The point here is that 
Each archway must be assembled with its original frequential data. And the best way I could explain that is like when you're assembling something, I don't know, um, I'm just trying to think of whatever, but you're assembling something, anything, and each piece that you're assembling has to have the matching serial numbers, right? So it's that kind of thing. So these ETIs understand that in order for certain stargates to be opened, which the Galactic Federation and the Andromedan Council do not want to have opened, need to be opened in a certain way so that they're not detected. Now, how do you do that? You have to connect the frequential data because if you don't, all you got to do is connect two hooks onto the stargate. Just two hooks, that's all it takes. And then all of a sudden, the Galactic Federation, through the Cosmic and Akashic Records, will discover this. Unless the blueprints match, alright? Now you might say, Dave, you mentioned Janet. What does that have to do with anything? Well, Janet stands for just another non-existent terminal, right? Janet Airlines is something that, honestly, if you look it up, even on Google, forget the dark web or anything like that, even just on Google... You're going to see it. They, they kind of admit to it. They kind of don't. Kind of has to do with that grifting technique I talked about in the beginning of this episode. But, you know, Bob Lazar, Phil, you talk about, you know, all the whistleblowers, each one, you, you name it, uh, they've been in it, right? And the reason for that is because when they hop into these airplanes, these airlines, it's mainly in Vegas, right? They're airlines, they're, it's literally white airplanes, it's a handful of them, with a red strip on them. And it takes them to these classified military bases, right? And the thing about these Janet Airlines, though, is that with the right holographic technology, which I spoke about a couple days back, I believe, two or three days ago, there can actually be a duplication that is implemented, which is why certain ETIs are also not allowed within this, on this planet, and if they come into this dimension, it's handled by the Andromedan Council and the Galactic Federation. But if they come to this planet, they can manipulate humans so easily just because of the lack of devel development of technological, um, I guess we could say advancement, if you will, that we have on a public level. So when you duplicate an airline, right, using holographic technology, what then happens? You then have the ability to essentially go wherever you please, but we're not even there yet. Hold on. The people on Janet Airlines, all right, certain ones, have reportedly gone missing, but this has been a total cover-up that obviously, forget the mainstream media, that even people on the internet are not really too familiar with, but the point here is that ultimately, they're using the people traveling in these planes, and they're sending them to Lucifer, and they're also using the Janet Airlines through the duplicating holographic technology to transport certain archways to Lucifer as well. Now, you might say, Dave, what's Lucifer? Well, I'm glad you guys asked. Lucifer is a Vatican telescope, observatory telescope, by the way, in Arizona. And as we see here, this is according to sgtreport.com, the Vatican Advanced Technology Telescope, VAT, located at the Mount Graham International Observatory in Arizona is named Lucifer. Now, this goes all the way back to 2010, but I, end quote. Now, here's the thing. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, off the top of my head, Lucifer stands for something, but that's not even the point of this episode. Ultimately here, what we have to look at is we have to keep in mind one particular uh, location, Mount Graham International Observatory, okay? Now, here's what's interesting. For those who have gone hiking or they've gone to Mount Graham and what have you, guys, for those of you who have gone, which you can go out from what I understand, take out an EMF device. Take out an EMF reader. Notice the odd frequencies. Now, Why? This is what this has to do with yesterday's episode as well, yesterday's public episode. The same in the same concept of how certain fallen angel bones emit a certain frequency, certain human bodies are placed and dug around 
the Lucifer location. Now, this is a terrible thing to say. And you might say, Dave, where do you have the evidence for that? And seriously, I'm honestly not trying to be a salesman, but I can't say it publicly, which is why I have the, the we have the Patreon. So for those watching, you'll see later on today why that's the case. But the bodies are buried around Lucifer. The, the observatory, they emit a certain frequency that the Andromedan Council cannot break in a certain way. Now, frequency is kind of like codes in a software, but frequency is like the code of the simulation and the world that we live in. Whereas like, you know, coding in a software is just the, the, um, the composition or the fabric of the software within that one individual computer, right? And so what happens here is a collectiveness of consciousness through the pure divine presence on the Akashic record side prevents a frequential barrier from being broken when placed in the right anglomatic centers around the Lucifer, uh, the Lucifer observatory. So what happens is, long story short, they need the bodies to cover up so that the Andromedan Council and the Galactic Federation don't know what they're doing inside Lucifer. And on top of that, when they bring the bodies in, they bury them around. But the main thing is the stargates. They're assembling archways for stargates there. Now, here's the interesting thing as well. You might say, Dave, what extent does the Vatican have in terms of knowledge on this? Honestly, guys, I don't know. I, I wish I could. I, I looked, but I don't want to BS you guys when I don't have the data in front of me, right? Or the evidence at the very least. I truthfully don't know. But the next thing I want to take a look at here is I want to point to, this is eacourier.com, and I quote, Pima resident recounts tragic plane crash that took the lives of five 50 years ago, end quote. Now, by the way, these, uh, uh, not, these, um, these non-sanctioned ETIs, if you will, they don't need a ton of bodies around Luc the Lucifer Observatory to make this work. They only need certain amounts, which they then pour um, something that starts with an A on it. Again, I can't talk about that publicly, but the point here is that if we look, take a look at where this plane, quote-unquote, crashed. Oh, look, Mount Graham. What a coincidence. Now, I want to be very, very particular here. I'm not trying to disrespect the souls of the people who actually passed on this flight. Okay, I, I totally get that. And I want to be respectful here. But at the same time, guys, we got to call it like it is the way in which we perceive it, right? Now, let's take a look next at over here. And I just want to point here very quickly to angel hair. Now, according to Wikipedia, angel hair or siliceous cotton is a sticky, fibrous substance reported in connection with UFO sightings or manifestations of the Virgin Mary. It has been described as being like a cobweb or a jelly, end quote. Now, here's what's interesting. It suddenly appears when UFO sightings occur and then it disappears. But the most, guess, by the way, where the most amount of angel hairs have been found before they suddenly vanish in an unexplainable way. Guess where? Ah, yeah, that's right. Mount Graham. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm totally wrong here. Like, the evidence is right here. What can I say? Like, I mean... <laughs> How much more can we go through here, right? And that's the other thing as well. Now, what then happens as well is you might say, Dave, why do these ETIs need Lucifer? Because there is a certain respectability that, or a certain, I guess we could say, um, yeah, respectability that the Andromedan Council and the Galactic Federation have towards human religions. Now, they don't necessarily have to do this, but they do it just because, you know, the vast majority of humanity has not accepted or even knows that aliens exist. And so they're saying, okay, fine, you can keep the sanctity of your religion. Now, they're not going to take religion away from us, these uh, extraterrestrial, these Galactic Federations and Andromedan Council. But the point here is that what they're saying is, 
we won't break through certain frequencies and honestly we can't even if we wanted to it's kind of like think about on a more realistic level the fbi trying to hack into an iphone tech legally they cannot but if it's justified enough if they really push it might take them a long time but they'll get there but the point here is that lucifer finds the appropriate archways to assemble the appropriate stargates right for these non-friendly etis or non-compliant etis now you might say dave why are they even assembling stargates to begin with well here's the thing if you take a look for example if you watch 20 and back uh which is on you i think it's on youtube but i'm not anyways referred to me by a good friend of mine chris thank you brother you're gonna notice that there are something i mean it sounds silly but there's something that's called the time travel police where and i explained this before but for those who have recently subscribed just take a look at this if you teleported from point a right to point b that's totally cool you can even go back to here you can jump a little more further back uh, further forward you can even come right back to you know a little bit after what you teleported but the thing you cannot do is you cannot you know jump from point a to point b and then say i'm going from point a to before or sorry from point b to before point a you understand and the reason for that is because it messes with the space-time continuum now einstein's theory of relativity was not exactly wrong but here's the here's the thing there are certain i guess we could say loopholes within einstein's theory of relativity that allow for time travel to happen in a way that bends time and space and what have you now the next thing you might say is dave why are these etis non-sanctioned non-friendly you name it because they have a self-serving agenda but not just that we've talked about this before but they have an agenda that allows not allows but that is basically extremely selfish and they have no regard for the cosmic balance now which particular race of etis are these a particular faction of the greys a large faction now we're going to get into this into the patreon only uh, members episode but we're going to be analyzing real footage of greys and all that and why a lot of other alien species have to listen to them in a lot of ways because these greys not all of them because there's certain types there's ones that have souls ones that don't you name it they understand because they've been around arguably and debatably for the longest amount of time, they understand that the cosmic timeline is something in which they have essentially mastered, and if they've mastered it, they don't care. But they have the most understanding compared to other races, arguably even the Nordics in a lot of ways. However, that, that might be a little bit of a stretch. But anyways, what we're seeing here, guys, is we're seeing multiple factions of not the black budget, some of the black budget, but mostly the dark budget, community at odds with each other also within the secret space program as well now let's take a look here at the black horizon article this is according to deepbluehorizon.blogspot.com intercept american airlines flight 229 reports close encounter with unknown flying object take a look at where the close encounter occurred by the way ah the exact look phoenix arizona not only that but to get even more specific it took place in mount graham all right, and then the final connection I want to make here has to do, and this is thanks to someone, a good a friend who emailed this to me, and I really appreciate this, my friend. Thank you greatly. This is, uh, honestly, this is not in English, I do have to say. Um, this is bumiyangtersinta.blogspot.com, my apologies. And it talks about how the missing flight, flight MH370, flight 370, that a lot of people don't know where it went. Some say Bermuda Triangle, you name it ended up you know there's evidence to suggest the article doesn't explicitly say it but the research and the data behind it suggests it also crash landed in arizona think about it and that's the other thing too we don't know ultimately how much more of this in in mount graham by the way we don't know how much more of these things occur all right so 
I want you guys to let me know what you think. Actually, there was a lot more I was going to cover, but it just it, the 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 energy and the 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 passion and excitement for this episode honestly just took over. So I might do a second part of this or what have you. But honestly, guys, let me know what you think. I really appreciate you guys watching all the way through, and uh, we will catch you guys next time. Cheers. <laughs>